Hello, welcome back to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast. This is episode number nine. Last week, I talked about how the education system is failing students and teachers, but you know. Today in episode nine, I want to discuss what we can start to do about this issue as teachers. Obviously, we don't have the option of choosing our curriculum, but we can choose how we meet those various needs for our students. I hope you stick around. Hey, I'm Jessica Curtis of Everyday Teaching Adventures. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. I hope you stick around. So last week, I shared a few statistics that show that the education system, not teachers, are failing students. Today, I would like to begin discussing how we as teachers can help our students while we advocate for change. I believe that one of the first things that we as teachers need to do is acknowledge that there is a systemic problem and that this problem doesn't lie with the students, but with the system serving them. Okay, I know that sounds a little out there, but think back to your last discussion in the teacher's lounge. If it was anything like the many that I have listened to, you know, before the pandemic and all this stuff, then this should sound pretty familiar. The conversation usually starts with a Coke or a Pepsi or coffee. (laughs) And it starts with complaining about a group or a classroom of students And they're not able to perform at that level that they're expected to for grade level or whatever the task is. Then the teachers start talking about that the students just over the last several years have been academically or behaviorally lower and lower every year. Then, of course, the conversation starts turning to how the students don't care. They won't try. Oh, the parents aren't involved any number of reasons why the students aren't on grade level. So how many times has this conversation turned to how the lack of quality curriculum is affecting the students? How about the lack of services? I hear that part of the conversation maybe every once in a while, maybe as a footnote, like really quick, like, oh, well, they changed the curriculum a couple of years ago and it just hasn't been the same since. But then it always seems to circle back to that motivation or behavior or parent involvement. So don't get me wrong. Those are issues affecting student progress 100%. But I think we also need to start thinking seriously about how the system itself has to take responsibility in this situation. I mean, think about it. How motivated are you after you've failed over and over and over again while watching other people around you succeed? I know I struggle to keep trying after repeated failures or even not quite getting the results that I wanted. Even as an adult, I have gotten incredibly frustrated 
on the verge of quitting on myself when I wasn't seeing as much results as I thought I should after a couple exercises. I was getting results, but not as much as I wanted or I thought that I should be getting at that time, just effort and all that. I really wasn't getting what I thought I should. And that totally made me want to quit. And I'm an adult, not a first or second or third grade student watching other kids around them and in their their first, second, third grade brains, they can't see other people around them doing well and not think that it reflects poorly on them. So if a kid is seeing everybody in class able to do something and they can't do it, I can totally understand where they would get frustrated and, you know, start to shut down, start to quit on themselves. So I know I've mentioned that I'm severely dyslexic, but one of the main ways that that affected me is that I was a struggling learner. I remember very, very vividly being in first grade the first time, not the second time. Hearing the other students reading out loud in class, and I tried, I cannot describe to you how hard I tried to, to read, and I couldn't make those stupid letters make any sense. I was six years old. I was well aware that I was less, and I was mad as heck about it. I cannot imagine how mad I would have been one, two, three, or heck, seven years later. But that's what a lot of our students are dealing with. They tried. Out the gate, in kindergarten and first and even second grade, they tried really, really hard. But I know some of the students that I had in the recent past, by ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th grade, they're done. They have failed so many times. They're not willing to deal with that failure anymore. I have seen so many students who lack motivation, not because they didn't want to learn, but because they have failed so many times, they don't think that they could learn. How hard would you try if you didn't think you could do something? Yeah, I wouldn't try either. I mean, honestly, like a split. Perfect example. I don't think I can do a split. I don't really want to do one. I don't think I could. I'm not trying. There's nothing on this earth that you could convince me to try to do a split. Not going to happen. So behavior is another thing that we talk about. And it can get really rough. I know it can. We've had our rooms ripped to pieces. We've had those kids in our faces disrespectful, sometimes even getting physical. There is no excuse for poor or destructive behaviors. But I honestly believe that there is always a reason for behavior. I heard a long time ago that behavior is language, and that opened my eyes to a lot of the things that were going on in my classroom. Many, many, many students act out due to frustration and a lack of ability to express that effectively. 
the more consistent that frustration is or for a longer period of time, the more disruptive or pervasive the behaviors become. Students who use, used to sit and act like they were listening, even though they weren't really understanding what was going on, they might start playing around during instruction, try to distract the other students because they don't think that they can learn the skills or those skills are just too hard for them at that point. And it becomes so important to them to save face, to hide that they don't understand, that they don't know, they can't do it. If you can't be smart, at least you can be funny or have lots of friends, just as long as you aren't defined as the dumb kid. So I think that the first step for us as teachers is to acknowledge the part that the system in which we're, we are working has played a part in what we are seeing in our own classrooms. That change in perspective, hopefully, helps us to view our students with a little bit more compassion, even when we're frustrated, really frustrated, with the lack of progress, with the behaviors that we're seeing at our level when, we, when they get to us. So that first step in addressing that problem, any problem, is admit, admitting that there is one openly and honestly. Once we've done that, we can change our mindset from one of blame, even if it's subconscious, even if you would never say, oh, it's that kid's fault. We're looking to blame a lot of times. We need to change that to a mindset of compassion so that we can start building those students up. No matter what skill level that they're at, no matter what behavior level they're at, we got to start building them up when they even, no matter where they come from. I hope that you can think objectively about maybe some past conversations that you've had and don't try to place blame on yourself. The past is the past. But if we can learn from our past and change what we're doing in the future, change our mindset, the way that we're thinking about our students, we can change the future. Thank you for listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, episode nine. Please leave a comment, send me a message, let me know how you like the show. I would love if you left a rating for the podcast on iTunes. That does help other people find the podcast. Uh, and, you know, you never know when you'll be my listener shout out. Until next time, may your coffee be strong, your time productive, and your district thoughtful in their plans for a reopening. Bye. Bye.